1: You're invited to I Am The Cute One, the most chaotic school dance in the podcast universe.
2: Let's spike the punch, grind to Usher, and recap some of the cutest movies that made our millennial minds explode. Hello, I am Chelsea, and I am the cute one.
1: And I am Donnie, and I am the cute one.
2: But we are joined with the cutest one. We have the comedian, impressionist, and Danny DeVito's long-lost daughter, Andrea (laughs) Lopez. Hi! Hi!
0: Hey, cuties, what's going on?
1: (laughs) Thank you
2: so much for being here. I'm so excited to break down Miss Congeniality with you.
0: I'm only salty because I wanted to break down She's the man, but I'm more than happy. Miss Congeniality comes second. It is one of the classics, one of the faves. So I'm honored to be here today with you guys.
1: Well, thank you for settling for this Sandy Bullock booby prize.
2: (laughs) And thank you for being here because Donnie is really on a come down. He is coming (laughs) off of Donnie Appreciation Month we all survived people I will be selling t-shirts that says <laughs> we survived Donnie Appreciation Month 2022. So thank you for being here for this. The t-shirts <laughs> just say you
1: warmed up for Donnie Appreciation Month 2023 <laughs> oh, cuz no. there's another one just around the corner. Oh
0: I God. cannot wait. How long do you celebrate your birthday? Is it just it's 3 months or we're going to celebrate your half birthday? And that's another celebration.
1: Ooh, I never did a half birthday. It's time. Yeah, don't
2: give him any ideas. I fully feel like I just ran the New York City Marathon. My legs are falling off. My toenails are gone. I'm bleeding. My nipples are chafing. I need a full year before I have to do this circus again.
1: All right, fine.
2: (laughs) So on that note, on chafed nipples, let's jump into Miss Congeniality. So this movie was released on December 14th. 2000. It was a Thursday. Independent Woman Part 1 was top of the charts. And if a person born on this day collected a dime every day of their life from then until now, they would have over $600. (laughs) Isn't that a fun little fact?
1: It is. You know what? I love that you can't tell us half the people in these movies we watch, (laughs) but at least you can tell us how many dollars someone would have if they collected pennies.
2: Dimes, Donnie. (laughs) Let's put our listening ears on, please. But also, (laughs) I'll have you know, I did not do that math. A simple Google search told me that. And I thought, oh, how fun. (laughs) <laughs> also fun, there were a couple of TV shows that came out in the year 2000, including Gilmore Girls, Malcolm in the Middle, and Jackass, which Ooh. I feel like Jackass was really, like, a moment in time. Were you
0: guys Jackass watchers?
1: You tell me if I like. <laughs> <laughs> nah.
0: I mean... Maybe later on, there's a new one that just came out. I mean, they're just throwing their dicks around at any time possible, right? They're like, (laughs) can a snake bite my penis again? And then we get paid again? Yes. (laughs)
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it was in my radar because I have a brother. And yeah, you're right. It's like, how many times can I get? Actually, Donnie, you should have gotten into Jackass because you were an expert <laughs> at getting kicked in the balls. Like you could be a millionaire from that skill right now.
1: Maybe that's why I didn't watch it. I was too jealous that they <laughs> stole my life. But I went to college with Chris Rabb. Is that his name? He's like one of the guys from it. You went to college with him? Mm-hmm. We did not run in the same circles, obviously. But he has a song called shippensburg university and that is the name of the college we went to
2: wow a little on the nose <laughs>
0: really on the nose
1: i never listened to it and like i was so far removed from the jackass world that i just knew i went to college with someone from jackass i had no idea who so i've spent my whole life telling people like steve bam margera it wasn't until i Right before this podcast, I was like, I should Google who it actually was if I'm going to say it on, a, on my platform.
0: Wow. The more you know. Chris Rabb. Yeah, he's not the one that's normally – everyone always talks about Steve-O and the other guy. No one ever really he's, – yeah. he's one of the forgotten ones. Because
1: he went to school at Shippensburg <laughs> University.
0: <laughs> I was just watching – a YouTube that just came out it was with Steve-O and he uh fired with a gun dog shit into his ear and it went so far and damaged his earlobe he had to be rushed to the hospital and they had to like dislodge he had a uh, infection he had severe like damage to his earlobe and those are the things that happens part of me wow. is like but at what cost Thank but then you. it's kind of like
2: well like millions of dollars is the cost <laughs> because he is so rich and you yeah. got to respect someone who knows what they're good at and monopolizes off of it. Like, those guys were like, you know what we're good at? We are good at injuring ourselves, making ourselves yes. laugh, and just being idiots. And we're going to become rich. And they did. And they did. My God. <laughs> jumping into a quick transition, no segue there, but jumping into miscongeniality. Donnie, do you have any tidbits for us this evening?
1: I sure do. That segue was about as painful as a gunshot of dog shit in the (laughs) air. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) But we're here now. So the director of this movie was Donald Petrie, who you may recall was also the director of How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days.
2: Totally recalled that.
1: Yeah, covering the hits. I knew you would. But for those people that don't pay attention, I (laughs) I just said it again for them. Uh But I knew you got it. And then the writer was... Mark Lawrence, who really just kept Hugh Grant and Sandy B. alive. Well, not alive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, employed. Because he wrote Forces of Nature, "Miscongeniality," Congeniality, Two Weeks Notice, which had both of them, Music and Lyrics, and Did You Hear About the Morgan? So a lot of Hugh Grant, a lot of Sandy B. Now... Let's get into some trivia about this movie. Sandra Bullock and Benjamin Bratt did all of their own stunts during this movie. So Sandy B just continues to be one of the greatest actresses of all time, along with Kate Hudson and Jessica Chastain, (laughs) in case anyone was wondering. (laughs) Top three. She also, to add on to how great of an actress she was, she didn't go to the dance rehearsals because she wanted it to be obvious that Gracie didn't know the dance moves so she was afraid if she learned that she would be far too
2: (laughs) meanwhile i could go to every dance (laughs) recital in the world and it would still be obvious that i don't know the dance
1: (laughs) you may recall when i went to that beginner's hip-hop class and i was 20 years older than all the girls in the class and i still was the worst one
2: shout out to deja
1: Deja held it down, and she tried. She tried to give me, like, after-class lessons really quick before her mom picked her up, but still, (laughs) I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Thanks, Deja. But my last bit of trivia is the first real Miss Congeniality was in 1941, and it was Miss Oklahoma. So, hey.
2: (laughs) She must have been, like, the nicest person ever, that they're like, you know what? We're going to give you an award.
0: (laughs) They gave her the participation award. You are so sweet. <laughs> Thank you for coming. You tried. Thank you for
2: being here, Miss Oklahoma. Thank you. So before we really dissect this amazing film, we are going to put one minute on the clock. Can you tell our listeners the plot?
0: Okay. So we got Gracie Hart, right? She's this tough fraud. She was a fighter on the playground. She's always one of the guys. She works for the FBI. All of a sudden, they have a lead on something that's going to happen at this pageant, I believe. And they need somebody from the office. They're like, okay, we got to have a guy on the inside. So they're like looking through all their archives. Who's the hottest bitch on our team? Who is it? The last person they have that they think is going to be a sexy symbol at the pageant is Gracie Hart. So she goes into this huge transformation. I mean, they're taking her from slob to beautiful. (laughs) They're plucking the eyebrows. They're shaving the pits. She walks out. She goes and does the pageant. And they realize, oh, my God, she is a stunner. She's 10. She's always had a dinner. So she does the whole pageant. She meets all the girls. And, like, along the way, she realizes she gets a softer side of herself. She makes friends. She just, like, really comes into herself. And then she ends up saving the day. Well done.
1: That, yeah, that was that. I think you
0: hit all the points. All right. Thank you for coming on. Do you have anything you want to plug? We can go home. <laughs> Michael Caine is uh, one of the greats, and he really he really added to the to the movie, and that's my final. <laughs> yeah, he was awesome, and I do know who he
2: is, Donnie.
1: Wow, <laughs> did you see Austin Powers or something? How do you know him? I don't
2: know where <laughs> I know him from. Probably Austin Powers, if I'm being real.
1: <laughs> okay, thank you. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. And so I would like to say though I had seen this movie before the rewatch so donnie you can rest easy this no, one i knew
1: list. you did anything about a tough broad you did now gracie didn't play sports but i bet she used to and that is how we know if chelsea has seen a movie All
2: right <laughs> i do have a bone to pick right at the top of this episode there is no fucking way that this woman would be letting people call her gracie this is not a gracie this is a grace there is no way she walked through life allowing people to call her Gracie. Now,
1: I will say, this was part of my trivia, and I decided against using it. It's not dark. Don't <laughs> don't get nervous. But oh, there was a whole deleted storyline where, like, in the past, in the flashbacks, we learned more about Gracie's mom. And Gracie's mom was the FBI agent that was killed on duty. And that's why... It's not Grace- dark, he said. I-
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Okay, yeah, maybe a little dark. But that's why Gracie wants to be an FBI agent and all of that. So maybe, I didn't read the original script, but maybe if the mom called Called her her that, that's why. Okay.
0: It was a soft spot in her heart, so she wanted to represent. I could see
1: that. They said, Sandy did such a great job like making you feel for her that we can just cut this mom out completely. We don't need to make her (laughs) lovable because (laughs) Sandy's got it in her eyes.
2: Wow. Well, yeah, that'll be canon for me. So let's get into it. So we meet Gracie Hart after a failed sting operation where she choked. And that's just a little Heimlich maneuver for you listeners. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm bringing today. So Uh she and her team are dealing with a serial bomber called Citizen who sends cute little warning poems to taunt the detectives working on the case.
1: Now, wait. First of all, pretty little liars could learn a thing or two from Citizen. (laughs) and that's really saying something because citizen is simultaneously terrifying and like a terrible poet and bad at what they do (laughs) i don't know if they didn't expect us to read it or what but this is 2022 so i paused my Um, screen to read this poem and i do want (laughs) to i do want to read these them If missiles and tears amidst the crying sandboxes with an apostrophe S, sandboxes with an apostrophe S, full of purple cats and their misadventures who sing, we have no bananas and click their red heels home. Like this is written by a bot, right? This is <laughs> There is no intern that they thought they were doing something with this spoken word.
0: And how long did they give you on the movie? Like we weren't supposed to read that. Normally. No, I don't Absolutely think so. not. Jesus, this came from an intern. Okay,
2: okay. Well, this is why they couldn't crack the case, Donnie. It's a very complicated (laughs) riddle. But this does remind me, my favorite thing on the internet, there was a bot who wrote an episode of Scrubs. When I'm having a bad day, I sometimes just go and read it. But then for Christmas (laughs) one year, Zach Braff read it as JD, and it is the most bonkers thing. And that's my favorite thing on the internet, so... Maybe that same bot was also Citizen.
1: Bots on my Instagram, when they tell me about doctors that clear herpes, are really, like, my least favorite thing. But bots that do, like, real work and write children's <laughs> books and stuff, I love that. I
2: thank the good Lord every day for doctor yeah. herpes
0: Clearer. <laughs> yeah.
1: I had to mute the word herpes, but now I'm afraid that one of my followers will genuinely want to talk about it one day and won't be able to. You
0: gotta keep the line open. <laughs> <Trust>. <laughs>
2: So this poem leads them to the Miss America pageant, and so we get an absolutely horrifying scene where the men of the FBI spend our tax dollars using a computer program to objectify all of the female Mm. agents to determine who should go undercover, with the reluctant winner being Gracie. Now, Dre, with your accent work and impressionist skills, I think that you really could thrive in an undercover scenario.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: The only thing I've used my impressions for is calling. Well, now I call restaurants as a joke to get reservations, but I used to call like my friend's parents when I, we would throw a party and I would just be a mom and be like, we're going to have pizza here. We are going to watch a movie and the girls are just going to have so much fun. And it actually worked. And every time it worked, I was like, there is no way they believe me. There is, I'm being, I'm going to get caught. But I would thrive in an undercover situation. Just, you know, anytime they really romanticize FBI situations, like, <laughs> I want to be there, right?
1: Are you quick on your feet? Like, you have the personality down, but if you were undercover and, like, you know, Harold, could you do that?
0: I think so. I think one of my only talents is impressions and improv, which really go hand in hand. Honestly, I'm...
2: (laughs) FBI, if you're listening, we've got your latest agent here. She's primed and ready.
0: (laughs) I mean, don't send me out, you know, into the actual streets. I'm going to need some training before, but I could definitely be behind the scenes on the phone.
1: Yeah.
2: My version of that, so I cannot do impressions at all. Whenever I try to do an impression, it always goes to like a Lucky Charms place regardless. And I can't do an (laughs) Irish accent. I don't know. It just... comes out of me. And it's just <laughs> nonsense. But my equivalent of you pretending to be a mom for sleepovers is yes. I learned after I'd gone through the freshman year of like when they send notes home or bad grades home, <laughs> your parents have to sign it. Then my yes. sophomore year, I was like, fuck this. First thing we get back, I'm signing it. I'm forging the signature from day one so that I'm not forging it. I'm just doing the signature I've always done. And so then for the rest of my high school career, my parents never saw a damn thing. I was
0: just sign-in. Wow. Beating the system. And they're used to your signature. It'd be weird if your parents did sign. They'd be like, who is that? Right. I <laughs> don't know this. Who's this person?
1: I never used my powers for good. Or I guess you didn't either. But like, at least you got something out of it. I would just prank call people and l- pretend I was British from a birthday card company. <laughs> And then then I would scream happy birthday at them in a British accent. And it was like cameo, but nobody really booked it. And I pretended to be British. (laughs) I was like, hello, your mother sent me a message. And it was crazy. And just whatever number I could type in the phone. I didn't even know these people. So it wasn't like you were prank calling your friends. You were just, wow. Yeah, just terrorizing the community. So you weren't getting
2: anything out of this except for your own delight.
1: No, that's what I mean. You got... Away with bad grades, you got to have a party with no parents there, and then I just
0: Hello bored. Governor. Hello. <laughs> Did you say birthday cards? So you've had a fascination with birthdays <laughs> since like <laughs> the dawn of time. Like it wasn't yeah. your birthday, but you just called somebody else and said, It's your birthday.
1: <laughs> That's exactly right. I
0: love wow. that. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs>
1: But before we move on, Uh (laughs) I want to be on a detective procedure called homicide, where every week I have to go undercover as a woman.
0: That is incredible. (laughs) Sign me up. (laughs) Whatever Michael Caine character you need. In that scenario?
1: It's you.
2: (laughs) So it wouldn't be a movie that we cover on this podcast without having a makeover scene. So we meet Victor Melling, and he joins this ragtag team and transforms Gracie Hart, woman who picks her ears and sucks her teeth in public, (laughs) to Gracie Lou Freebush, Miss New Jersey.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, why? I mean, I I guess it doesn't have to be a stereotype. But why Gracie Lou Freebush from New Jersey? when I think of New Jersey I don't think of a woman named Gracie Lou Freebush you know what I mean that's such a good point
0: <laughs> conveniently the only one that has any wrongdoing is in New Jersey you just get on the get on the turnpike and you're there okay <laughs> it'd be one thing if like Alabama and then she would be Gracie right. Lou Freebush but like her name is Donna Andreazzi you know from Jersey. <laughs> let's fit her into the character mold right so Please. I thought that was a little off you're, yeah it's a good point it's a good point
1: thank you That was me doing my FBI There we go.
0: (laughs) I
2: do love the trope that the makeover artist in all of these movies, like, takes one look at, like, an objectively stunning woman with frizzy hair, and they're like, nope, no way, can't be done, she's an ogre. It's like, this is Sandra (laughs) Bullock. She might not be wearing mascara. Is this man a genius, or is his muse Sandy B, you know?
0: Right. That is the frizzy hair with Princess Diaries. You're going to tell me Anne Hathaway, just give her a little tweeze in the middle of the eyebrows and she's ready to hit the runway. Exactly. Yeah, they really didn't do much.
2: I guess similar to Princess Diaries, he had his work cut out for him because it wasn't just the physical makeover, but it was also like the manners and the fact that she was like a cavewoman, <laughs> which my grandmother did threaten me many times in my youth to send me to obedience school because I Obedience
1: school? <laughs>
2: yeah, for like, to like learn table manners and stuff. No,
1: that's- I think that's called etiquette school. Obedience school is for dogs.
0: <laughs> she has to learn how to pee inside. <laughs> I peed on the
1: carpet one too many
2: times and she rolled up that newspaper and whacked me on the nose. I'll have to clarify because I swear the word obedience school was used. And if that's the case, I have many more
1: follow up questions. But... Okay. Well, wait, I cut you off though. Was that the end of your story? I mean, it is now, but.
2: <laughs> it is now. Yeah. No, she never succeeded. I was always too busy playing sports to learn how to properly cut my steak, so.
1: Yeah, see, I should have been your grandmother's roommate. We would have put you in obedience <laughs> law. <laughs>
2: Real things. Yeah, once
1: I saw you on that soccer field, i say, this isn't for girls. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What did you guys think of this makeover? I think it's kind of like one of our
0: best, right? Yeah. Hands down.
1: When she comes out of that like airport,
0: so hot. I mean, did they put her in, it looks like a penitentiary. (laughs) Where were we on that scene though? It was like two doors. There was an airplane. They put her in a, it was like a unmarked territory. In United States, yeah,
2: she was in like Area yeah. 51, and they were like, "This <laughs> yeah. woman is so hideous. She's not even a human person anymore. This yeah. is an alien, and we need to strap her down and make her look normal."
1: It was, it was. I think it was like a World War II <laughs> airport. <a> <laughs> yeah,
2: like what you're hearing. Head to Patreon.com/slash I am the cute one for more.
1: There you can find uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes.
2: That's patreon.com slash I
1: am the cute one. See you there.
2: Iron Man. We
1: are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and so much more.
2: These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your
1: home. And here is the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of two hundred dollars or more it's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high quality collectibles or you can gift it to that super geek in your life
2: perhaps that person in your life that you know would cringe when they hear that i've been letting my daughter sleep with my baby yoda and again that i refuse to stop calling it
0: I get it. I mean, let's do a list. They straightened her hair. They like fixed her teeth or something. I don't know what that she was against. Yeah, I got the, the teeth plaque stuff. Off. Okay, the deep con- deep conditioning, deep cleaning, mm-hmm. wax. She got a tan. Mm-hmm got her nails did, but mm. that was it was like you said, it wasn't a huge transformation. But when she walked out, it was like, damn girl, damn. Benjamin Bratt couldn't keep it in his pants. <laughs>
1: I don't know if I, I, I know. could either. And at this point in my life, I was pretty close to being gay. And Almost at this there. point, <laughs> yeah, at 36 years of age, I certainly am. And it still did something to me. God bless her.
2: Yeah, and that's yeah. where we get the iconic line. I'm in a dress. I have gel in my hair. I haven't slept all night. I'm starved. And I'm Armed, don't mess with me. And honestly, like slap it on a bumper sticker, I might get it as a tattoo.
1: Um, I'm sure somebody does. Maybe Hillary Clinton.
0: <laughs> but hers would be I'm in a pad suit, I was cheated on, don't mess with me. <laughs> Bill Clinton is my husband.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's enough. That could be the whole time, too. Bill Clinton is my husband. Don't mess with me. Yeah. Why was everybody that helped with the makeover, they were all in shades of pink? Like, it was very weird. It was like the Wizard of Oz in Emerald City, but like Pinkville instead. So, like, it was the, nurses,
0: mm-hmm. the nurses were all in scrubs, you didn't notice all pink that? scrubs.
1: Everybody pink. Huh. There was candy stripers there, which <laughs> I didn't even know really exist.
0: Honestly,
2: like, I'm not against this mode of makeover if like i could go to a warehouse somewhere and lay down and they just like you know i don't even care treat me like i'm a horse hose me down (laughs) let me just like emerge with my legs shaved
0: and my hair
2: straightened i'm down for it
0: full (laughs) transformation no i am too i mean i would like to know where they're taking me first but if i know i'm going to come out Mm. safe alive with all my body parts send me away send me absolutely to wherever we need to go I feel like this was, like, one of my favorite parts of the movie, I have to say. I love a good transformation.
1: Yeah, this and The Dance are my two favorites. But I'll do you one better. They don't even have to promise that I'll be okay or in (laughs) one piece. As long as they promise I'll look this good. Like, I told my mom, I went home for the weekend, and my mom, like, gets so offended whenever I say stuff. But I told my mom, I was like, if anyone ever throws acid in my face just pull the plug she was like what if there's no plug to be pulled i was like then plug me up because if anyone throws acid in my face i'm done on this earth so i far. mean yes,
0: it's a horrible thought it's a horrible dark thought but like god forbid the people that have to go through burns or any type of like mutilation they've been through enough yeah, They have been through it.
2: I know this is a no. podcast experience, so you did not just see me go through the stages of grief, hearing what Donnie just said. But every once yeah. in a while, Donnie, I do love that you do keep our podcast marriage alive, because every once in a while, you still find ways of surprising me. <laughs> every day with you is an adventure, and I never know what's going to come out of that uh, mouth of yours.
1: Yeah, I keep you on your toes like, it's your birthday! <laughs> Were either of
2: you ever like in pageants or competitions where you were judged like this?
1: <laughs> I only judge people. No, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, no, I was not. Yeah,
0: no. Never a pageant girl. My my one of my friends is a pageant coach because she went uh, through pageant tree. She okay. was Miss Maryland. And yeah, it's a it's a rigorous process. I remember she used to be hungry, and for snacks, she would be like, I just eat ice. Oh, I was oh. like, that's Really horrible. (laughs) Oh oh, Oh my god.
2: I do not have what it takes. for that. And I do not have the self-control or the impulse control. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The closest I got is that in high school, we had like a Mr. Pageant, which was like, I guess it was technically like making fun of pageants. I don't know if this was Mm. like a thing that just took place at my school, but like the guys would get up and there'd be like a talent portion and a whatever portion. And I, you know, can't stand to have anything not About me. So I just like showed (laughs) up to their rehearsals and was like, oh no, I'm the MC. And, like, nobody gave me this title. No teacher signed off on this. I literally, me and my friend, shout out to you, Katie, if you're listening, we just showed up and we were like, no, but, like, we're going to run this now. So where are our microphones? (laughs) And, I mean, not to brag, but stole the show. So, you know, once again, Donnie, this tells you rules are just suggestions. If you show up and act like you belong, eventually people just are like, okay, cool, here's the microphone.
1: Okay, no, no, I do understand that because I was supposed to be the MC and, like, I was actually booked. To be a, the <laughs> MC for the church talent show, but then I <laughs> pretended it was like the Oscars. So like. The host of the Oscars doesn't just present. So then in between every act, I did an act of my own.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And so little Gracie Lou Freebush belly flops into Miss United States. So while the Regis and Kelly of the pageant, Miss Morningside and Stan Fields, aren't too impressed by Gracie, she does manage to befriend Cheryl Frazier, a sweet and naive Miss Rhode Island who enjoys twirling fire batons and has a secret history of radical animal rights activism.
1: fun yeah i like cheryl she's cute very cute
2: so gracie makes music using water glasses because i guess the term talent is less of an adjective and more of like a very loose suggestion do either of you have any secret talents
1: i only did this one time so i couldn't enter into a pageant with it or anything but one time i did fart the alphabet
0: how do you get that much air
1: I, wish well, I Are you could one tell of the people that can
0: like make yourself, or is it you have to like build up? You've got to eat the right food, lots of onions. Garlic.
1: No, I'm always gassy. Okay. No.
0: <laughs> Just a natural gas. <laughs> I love that. That's a special talent. Thank you. No,
2: Donnie, your special talent (laughs) is making me regret the questions that I've asked. (laughs) Because you just did it right there.
1: But wait, I used to be so jealous of the kids on Figure It Out because, like, there were 60 kids a season that had secret talents. And I was like, how do they find them? But then it made me mad when they had a dumb secret. Like, someone literally delivered their baby sister. Someone trained rats (laughs) to walk on, like, a tightrope. So why, then, do we have an episode? of someone who made a hat out of a tissue box. Like, enough.
0: Waste of our time. They (laughs) ran out of talents. They're like, you know what? (laughs) They looked around. We have a tissue box.
1: (laughs) They got my letter that said I could fart the (laughs) alphabet. And then they're like, bring out the tissue box.
2: (laughs) Our last resort. I have follow-up questions about this <laughs> farting situation. I was really trying to keep us moving, but now my brain is spinning. Like, where were you when this happened? Like, was this a planned event? Were you like, ooh, chilly night, here we go? Or did it just happen?
1: Oh, no, my friends slip over. This Okay, so that means, number one, it was in college. Number, okay. two, number two, this was in the morning. In the morning? Yeah, I told you, always gassy. <laughs> <Wow>. so-
0: <laughs> what a way to greet the day. Just a waft of my ass. <laughs> I- <laughs> I prefer cold brew, but I'll take some ass as well. Yeah,
1: singing a little ditty. <laughs> So Gracie
0: prepares for
2: the most (laughs) important segment, the interview, and she starts to feel the pressure resulting in her just casually pulling a gun on Victor for a donut. (laughs) Cool. And then, shockingly, her wish for harsher punishment for parole violators isn't even the worst answer (laughs) of the bunch, because when Sweet Cheryl is asked what her perfect date is, she says April 25th, because it's not too hot, not too cold, all you need is a light jacket – Which leads me to ask, what is your perfect date, either romantically or on the
0: calendar? Well, Adani, I know yours. You do.
1: You do. It's March 20th.
0: (laughs) Happy birthday. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, My favorite date. This one is tough because it's not it's not really it's definitely can't be already a holiday because there's so much built up hype around each holiday. New Year's. Mm -hmm. Give me a break. It's like, okay, no. I got to be at the hottest club, right? I got to spend $500 for one bottle of champagne. No, Mm -hmm. see you later. So definitely can't (laughs) be that. I I don't have one in mind. Christmas we love, but it's also a big to-do, you know?
2: And I think I Mm. like Christmas in theory. I think that I brainwash myself. I think whatever hormone moms have to forget childbirth, (laughs) I have that Mm. about Christmas because every year, like I'm an early decorator. I don't follow the like after Thanksgiving rule. I'm like full on elf mode, holiday spirit, Christmas music on. And then Mm. without fail, I think I take down my Christmas tree like the day after Christmas every year, like in a huff. And this year, (laughs) my whole family got COVID. So I think I took it down on Christmas. I was like, Christmas is ruined. Fuck Christmas. Fuck Santa. (laughs) Fuck baby Jesus.
0: (laughs) We were literally the same thing. We didn't even do presents. Christmas was truly canceled. It was like, nope, not even, we're not Mm -hmm. even going to try. Everyone shut up. Yeah, I was sad. sad. (laughs) In The past two years, I have not had like a good date in my mind. I think it was just when is the end oh, yeah. all the dates have blended in together now yeah. so
2: and now we just went through that really unhinged period of time that this is now our second time that i've gone through this where like my instagram memories popped up from march uh, of 2020 of like yeah uh, this time two years ago and it's yeah. like it was bleak it was dark <laughs> i was making soup Z- I don't cook. Fred. I was having dance parties in my living room. I'm like, I was not well. Why were <laughs> we all documenting this? Like we were all simultaneously
0: losing our minds and we're like, two weeks inside, how will we manage? Oh, um, I thought it was for sure. I was like, two weeks max. max. Yeah. Uh, wait, I had a revelation. Cinco de Mayo.
1: Oh, what other
0: holiday. Can you sip on margaritas? Chips and guac, chips and sauce, chips and queso. It is one of my favorite holidays. So I have to say Cinco de Mayo since it's coming up. So it's relevant. It is. That's a good
2: answer. It is a
1: good one. But to answer your question of what other holiday you can do that for, may I be a disciple and tell you about the holiday titled (laughs) My Birthday?
2: Oh, God. (laughs) Boo. Boo. Donnie, enough. You've had your time. And you know whose birthday is next, bitch? Mine.
1: So buckle up, because karma's double. (laughs) No, but here's the thing. Your birthday's still in like two months. So if we're doing the prices Right rules, we're still closer to mine.
2: No, because we've gone over. You can't go over. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what we do every time. We're like, all right, so we are 20 minutes into this movie, so let's quickly shuffle to the end. Basically, Gracie is really skeptical of her co-workers' insistence that Cheryl is a hardened criminal. <laughs> Spoiler alert, she's not. But she takes one for the team and attempts to bond with the other pageant queens and Things escalate quite quickly as pizza and beer turns into just a night out with (laughs) glow-in-the-dark paint and shots – But I have to say, okay, those shot glasses, those like science shot glasses they were doing, Donnie, that is the mono shot. (gasps) Remember the mono shot from Beach No. Yes, those were the shot glasses.
1: They're test tubes. That's even worse. So she told a story of she had a shot glass when she was on senior week and Uh one girl on the trip had mono and she would drink out of it so that they could give it to people that they didn't like. It
2: started out (laughs) as a... Keeping the mono to one person, and things escalated to perhaps engaging in casual biological
1: warfare. Yeah, but now when we find out the shot glass that was designated to her was a fucking test tube, that is really gross. (laughs) We really were just mixing up stuff in the lab. But I
2: saw that (laughs) test tube shot, and I was like, oh my god, that's it. That's
0: it. That's the mono shot, so... The mono. Wait, so um, she had her own test tube and everyone else had their own test tube. Or was everybody just putting it back into the little Hers was
2: green. So they were like different (laughs) colors and hers was the green test tube. That was the mono shot. So it started out great intentions. Only she drinks out of this one. But then it did get to a place where we would – Greet people we didn't like at the door, being like, "Here's the shot,"
0: and then that is ruthless. Mono girl should have stayed her ass home. <laughs> mono girl was my cousin. <laughs> okay, backtrack. You know, mono girl. <laughs> okay. She can party with us. She was mortified. I told that tale.
2: She was like, also had never put it together that we engaged in biological warfare. <laughs> Just never crossed her mind. She would oh have lived God. the rest of her life without that guilt. Not so. with us at the house. <laughs> Don't let me add to the
0: (laughs) guilt. I take it back.
2: (laughs) So as it turns out, Miss Morningside and her creepy son, who likes to lurk in shadows, are the citizen copycats, and they are looking to go out in a blaze of glory after she was fired from the show. So the FBI leaves town, but Gracie stays to finish the job, worried about the safety of her new friends. So it's time to put everything she's learned from Victor to the test by just absolutely slaying the opening number. Despite her not showing up to those dance recitals, I think she did a damn good job. And then she does... Does make a last minute change to her talent portion where she decides to teach a self defense lesson where she (laughs) just beats the shit out of her love interest, which I kind of loved it because that man sucks.
1: He does.
0: He sucked throughout the movie, but this definitely weirdly turned him on. He was like, "Wait a minute." (laughs) Is this like role reversal? I'm kind of into it. You could tell that he was confused, but into it, right? Yeah. Yeah. He broke his nose and he popped a boner. <laughs> I felt that as well. I don't know. Something about a man that's always in charge likes to be dominated mm. elsewhere. That's
2: yeah. true. And like
0: she's even doing the little baby voice like, oh, he
2: needs a little place. And like <laughs> yeah, he wants the shit kicked out of him in the bedroom for sure. I think you're onto to something here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So Gracie kills the interview portion sharing that while she used to think that the Miss United States pageant was outdated and anti-feminist, she's learned that these women are smart, terrific people who are just trying to make a difference in the world. And this experience has been one of the most rewarding, liberating experiences of her life. And if anyone tries to hurt her and her new friends, she would take them out. She would make them suffer so much that they wish (laughs) they would never be born. And if they ran, she would hunt them down. Honestly, like Gracie, Jacy Hart, feminist icon. I am here for
0: her always. Truly, I wanted to be here after seeing this movie. Ugh,
1: me too. And sometimes I hate to say it, cancel me. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> That's always
2: a great way to preface whatever you're about to say. You're making me feel very comfortable here. As your
1: <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't because I'm a demon. Um, but <laughs> I do think sometimes these like feminist icon female leads that we get are a little rough around the edges but when she is packaged (laughs) as sandy b she can do anything and say anything and i'm ready to (laughs) to run for senate myself for god's sake donnie
2: says feminism but only if your hair is straight and you're pretty (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know I hate a buzz cut on a woman. Um, I do love that opening number, though. So my husband got me green screened for Christmas so that I could, you know, like, apply for hosting positions or, like, make YouTube videos, whatever. But instead, the first thing I did was wear it as a Lady Liberty dress and put tinfoil <laughs> on my head and do that. You're one in a million. Oh. <laughs> No, I should have made a video of that, but instead I just did it in my living room.
0: You're going to need two green
1: screens.
2: Yeah. Yeah, two you green just screens. did that, like, not for anybody but yourself. Yeah. This was the modern day. Happy birthday.
1: <laughs> yeah, because my husband sure shit didn't ask for it, but he was the one that got it. So,
0: therefore, he gets to see it. Also, what a banger that song is.
1: So good.
2: Another banger is the song at the end, because Gracie does Save the Day traumatizes poor Cheryl, punches Miss Texas in the face, and then hurls an exploding crown into the air. Of course, eventually winning (laughs) Miss Congeniality. But you have to admire the male host. Just on with the show. Gonna finish that number.
0: (laughs) Fully on with it.
1: Would that be you or me, Chelsea? I think
2: it might be me.
1: I think so, too. (laughs) I think it would cut to me with, like, mascara. I wasn't even wearing mascara the rest of the show, but I put it on for this part just so just so it could run down my face at everything happening. I would yeah. lose my mind.
2: Yeah, I think it definitely would be me just like, nope, we're going to barrel through. We're going to get through this. This is going to be fine. Oh, the crown exploded. That's fine. Let's keep going. That's fireworks, baby. (laughs) Now, what you would be, though, is when he's being interviewed and he was like, it happened right during my number. That would be you. Like, you would be like calling people being like, would you like me to come on your show and tell you about how this impacted (laughs) me and my number?
1: Yeah, as always, we are both a little part of Stan and Miss Morning Side.
2: <laughs> yeah, we always have to vibe with the villains. So. Yeah,
1: because God bless any of those fifty contestants that came with a buzz cut, because then I would be Miss Morning Side. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I'm like bring back the porn star. Get rid of yeah.
2: <laughs> so, final thoughts. This movie, for me, rewatching, I very much enjoyed. If we were to bring it into the modern day, who would we want to cast in a remake?
1: Well, first of all, it already is in the present day. I know it was made 22 years ago, but plop this back in the theaters, trick us like it never came out, I would pay $22 to see it. But if I have to play by the rules, I would cast Florence Pugh as Gracie, because I think she could play like the, I'll say it, butch part in the beginning, <laughs> And the Miss America part. And then as the detective, I would cast Michael B. Jordan as Stan Fields Stanley Tucci and as Miss Morningside Julia Roberts.
2: Oh, those are oh. good. Did you hear? I gasped and you didn't even like bribe me for it.
1: I know. Donnie Appreciation Month is over and you finally gave me a genuine one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I also am a Sandy B stan. I mean, anything with Sandy B, I could watch Bird Box a thousand times and still think that it's like it would like lift me up kind of movie, even though it's about doomsday. But I still am like, Sandra gets to the end of it. But I would recast (laughs) now that I just found out that Sydney Sweeney from Euphoria is a trained martial art fighter before Euphoria. So, oh my god, she would totally be able to like fill in with this the art before and after, and obviously she's a work of art, so. She'd be great for that. I think you're going to hate this, Donnie, mm. but I love it. So
2: for Gracie, I think Kristen Stewart. What? Wow. Okay. 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 Yeah. Like again, the, the butch part, but also the makeover part, like the awkwardness. I think she could capture yeah. for her partner. I had Dave Franco. <laughs> Donnie hates this. So He's much. very yeah. FBI
0: ish though. Well, He's, he could like do the FBI kind of thing. Yeah. Yes, thank you. And then for <laughs> Miss Morningside,
2: I love a callback to the original. So have Sandy B come back as her. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Ooh, it, she could serve us the movie where she's like the mother. Come on, Michael. Michael Orr. When she's like the Southern mom. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Come on, Michael. Come on. The blind side. <laughs> the blind side. Yes. 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 Yes.
1: <laughs> oh okay. Yes. You got me with that one um we'll talk about kristen stewart though <laughs> and by that i mean like i'm not saying anything else.
2: okay wait my husband thinks that kristen stewart is like one of the best actresses of all time he says this frequently and in mixed company i'm like you have to stop saying
0: this <laughs> you need to like read the room based read on what room.
1: performances.
0: Yeah, I was going to say she's very much a comedic actress, but I've never really seen full-on drama.
1: Well, I did just shit on your husband about saying that, but she was good in that Princess Diana one. Like, that was incredible. But I know he didn't see that yet, Chelsea. So what performances <laughs> is he basing this off of? He's
0: like, Twilight. <laughs>
2: Twilight was amazing.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God. I thought you said Kristen Wiig. And I was like, Kristen <laughs> Wiig? Like, like, comedic actress. Then you said Twilight, and the bell clicked. Thank you,
2: everyone. I, You know what? As soon as while. you said comedic actress, I thought you were going That's that crazy. direction. I was just going to keep it moving, because I'm famous for like not knowing <laughs> who the fuck anybody is. So I was just oh like... Huh? All right. Keep it. In. Keep moving. Keep moving. Okay. And when you said comedic actress, I'm like, she's either wrong or she's really wrong.
0: <laughs> I was going with Kristen Wiig. Okay. I'm back on the Kristen Stewart. I'm there. I'm there. Twilight. Got it. Moving on. Wait. No, not
1: moving on quite yet. Kristen Stewart as an answer made me itch. Hearing Kristen Wiig's name thrown into this made me sweat. Yeah. I I just farted the alphabet. I am. Oh, God. I'm offended. Okay.
0: That's why I was like, she's very much a comedic actress. We love her doing (laughs) comedy.
2: Oh, wait. And of course, I have to say, for the part of Victor... Pete Davidson, of course. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Wow. (sighs) So what for us aged well and what aged like blockbuster about this film?
1: Okay, I'm going to go slightly off book and say that what aged well is everything. So well, in (laughs) fact, that I think it needs to, and this, you can put it on my tombstone if it hadn't happened by the time of my death yet. It needs to be a Broadway show. I think no movie was ever made More to be a Broadway show than this. It would be perfect.
2: You're right because there would be those musical numbers that are already built Uh into the pageant. Mm -hmm. Very good point. It would be perfect. And there could be like a fight song when they're wrestling in the beginning. It could be like a, like they're like flipping each other over and stuff.
1: They would. Especially with me as choreographer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you need to add that in the fine print on your tombstone. Well, I guess if you're dead.
1: No, I'll have videos already made. Like, buried with me are the videos of the choreography. (laughs) Okay, anyway.
0: No, that's great. I was going to say the other one, Legally Blonde, perfectly story Broadway. It was so
1: good. One of the best. One of the best.
0: What else aged well? We don't really have a a lot of transformations like we used to, you know? I want to bring that back. I feel like a transformation always ages well. But now it's always like, oh, women are always beautiful. They don't need to be transformed. (laughs) What do you mean? I love a good before and after. That's
2: why I like to go out twice a year is like (laughs) talk about a transformation. I remove my sweatpants and like I fill in my eyebrow and my husband is like, who are you? (laughs) Who have I married? Uh Yeah, I think Uh, this might be the best movie we've covered in terms of like the way that it aged because it did. It came out in the year 2000. And that's you don't watch this and think like, oh, 2000 at all. Like a lot of the movies we cover, it's very dated. But this was like not at all.
1: Agree.
0: I think they could have had better talents like the baton twirl. (laughs) I mean, that's the only thing I think they could add to. But I did love her random glass humming that she did and and dressed dressed as a German what was with that was that a reason why she was dressed like a German milkmaid maybe
1: in the deleted scenes but it sure wasn't explained to us <laughs> her
2: mother always
0: wanted her to be
2: a German beer girl <laughs> She said, Gracie, never change your name to Grace. And please wear that German costume. This has been uh, so much fun. The next movie we are covering is Saved. So if the cuties want to watch this week so that you can be prepared for our recap, thank you so much for coming on yes, and recapping this with us. Before you go, tell everybody where they can follow you, listen to you, all the things. Thank
0: you guys so much. This has been such a treat. I love talking old movies. You guys can find me at Andre Lopez Comedy. I mostly do impressions of housewives, Kourtney Kardashian, Kristen Cavallari, sometimes some politics, and that about does it. (laughs) So follow me there. Well, thank
2: you so, so so much. And thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you later. Love Love you like like a sister. Thank you for listening to I Am the Cute One, a nostalgia podcast.
1: If you liked what you heard, be sure to give us a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. You can follow me at realdonnywood on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want more of my personal
2: brand of chaos, check me out at onochels on Instagram. And for uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes of I Am The Cute One, head to patreon.com slash iamthecuteone.
1: And go to iamthecuteone.com for the most chaotic merch on the planet. Talk Talk to you later. Later. Love you like a sister. sister.
0: Seeking the truth never gets old.